Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. All right, Daniel. Yin and Yang. I got nothing on that. Nothing. Yin and Yang. Yin and Yang. Hey, uh, we got a couple of uh, great questions in the queue, but then it's getting a little dry. Where is everybody? Well, I think that we started off strong, and we got a lot of good questions, and we, we started pumping out some incredible content. And then I think my impression is people got probably a little dissuaded and said they're not going to get my question they're you know we're now over a thousand uh, downloads in an episode so we should have a thousand questions in the queue i mean send us a question it's real simple i think we have only not used two or three because they were not real appropriate they were a little too time sensitive and we couldn't get to them in time and it was like i need an answer by tomorrow at two o'clock and we didn't even have (laughs) one going out yeah so but, listen, but, what part of the, like a DIY lifestyle doesn't take twenty five free dollars? That's right, twenty five dollars to Amazon. That's a Boom. plus on your tracking spreadsheet. It's a plus twenty five dollars to yes. So as, as long as you don't go spend a hundred dollars on yeah, Amazon do after getting yeah, the gift yeah, card, don't do that. And you could have used it on Prime Day. You could have used the twenty five dollars and gotten thirty seven fifty worth of goods yeah. and services. One of our question people said, "Hey, I got my gift card. Thanks." Would have been nice to get it before Prime Day. I blamed it on the intern. Seriously? Is that what they said? <laughs> yeah. I got like, to blame that on Derek, the intern. Sorry, Come Derek. On. Derek's a little behind. Oh, anyways. Sorry, no, Derek's Derek. doing a great job. Uh, he's doing a great job. His intern. He goes back to school, doesn't he? Seriously? Yes. Yes. He goes back to school at the Bummer. end of, uh, well, he's done at the end of this month. We're going to have to figure that out. All right. Let's, come on. Stop jibber jabbering. We got to get to the question of the day. We got a good question. To business. Come on. Uh-huh. Get to business. Get to business. That's right. Great question. Let's hit it. What do we got? My name is Savon Thompson. I am a 17-year-old recent high school graduate from Richmond, Virginia, and a loyal DIY money listener for about a month now. Uh, I plan on getting married in my 20s, and I wanted to see if there's any information you guys could give me about mortgages, exactly how they work, what type of rate I should be looking for, how I can tailor my credit to get the best deal available and just anything on the subject that you think would help me out in this regard thanks a lot and uh hope you have a great day whoa okay that's pretty open-ended tell me about uh, mortgages. Right. well here's the deal we're gonna get to your question i'm going to answer it because i think it would be impolite for for me to not answer it but you gotta slow the roll a little bit what do i mean I'm a recent high school graduate. Congrats, by the way. And I'm going to get married in my 20s. All right. Well, who's the girl? Do we even have a girl? Is this, is this, what, what's the deal here? Do we know, we know we're getting long-term married? long-term plans going on. Come on. Well, and then a mortgage. Now I'm buying a house. No. American dream. Hold back. Wait. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. Bring back the reins. We need some financial pre-marriage counseling going on. What about debt? 
How much is she bringing into the marriage? Have you accepted that? Who's playing the CFO role? Is that you? Is that her? What's the deal? Now, all due respect, I think the question is great. We are legitimately going to get to your mortgage, but all of the ancillary stuff, I can't help but give you some fatherly advice. I have kids that are not too far from your age, so I really want you to understand if you're looking to set up your credit, making sure that you know you are in a great place down the line to be able to get a mortgage at an appropriate rate, I think that's wonderful. But when you enter another person into the equation, again, it's very important that before you buy a home, before you even consider some type of large purchase like that, that you both are significantly communicating and you are on the same page with debt reduction, budgeting, spending plans, the whole nine yards. So that there is, you know, almost this this not even a question. It gets to the point when you have 20% down. Your credit is impeccable. You have been able to to save and to sacrifice and to be able to do this sort of stuff together in order to buy the first home, et cetera. And so, again, I, I love the question, and 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 I hope you understand my. I'm smiling as I as I as I respond to you. These are not negative. Some people don't know how to take me sometimes, and I hope I'm not ticking you off. But literally, I'd be very very careful uh, to jump into. You know, all of these things, marriage, then a mortgage, then, you know, again, they're step by step by step. And if you take them slow, you will be rewarded down the line. You've been a listener for over a month. I love it. Maybe you have gotten, maybe you haven't gotten to the one episode where I talked extensively about my wife and I and how we saved for our wedding. We had business meetings, put money aside for that wedding. We did not want to incur debt. We did not want to, you know, all of a sudden overspend. And then finally, when we were able to, we were able to buy our first starter home. It was by all accounts, you know, basically a shotgun home. Uh, $55,000 is, I think, what we spent on that home. Uh, moved in. All of our friends were buying new development, new construction, this and that, but, you know, new cars, new. but we didn't do any of that. And so it set us up for a future where we could take risk. I want to be very clear about that because it didn't just set us up for financial success. It set us up for the ability to take risks, start a business, become entrepreneurs, and, and that allowed us to become financially successful, et cetera, down the line. But not making those steps in the beginning, we would have been in big trouble. Okay, I'm off my soapbox regarding that. I know you didn't ask about the steps to prudent financial development when you get married, but I couldn't help but to give my two cents. Fair Daniel, enough. tell Savan all about the world of mortgages. Certainly. So a mortgage is essentially just a loan. It's backed or collateralized uh, by your house. You're going to have a few terms that you can choose from, uh, namely that's usually 15, 20, and 30-year term. Most people are just going to default into the 30-year term overall because the monthly payments can be lower. The spread between interest rates right now between 15, 20, and 30 years is not really huge. Uh, so unless you have a significantly good reason to go down uh, in length of your term, generally at this point, most people will just default to a 30. There's a couple of rules of thumb as far as, you know, to what uh, level of your budget the mortgage should be. You know, 
those are tough because it's it they none of them really take into account your personal financial situation. So if you haven't already tracked, created a budget, figured out what portion of housing you can reliably have a part of your as a part of your budget and stick to that when you're getting a mortgage, uh, the rules of thumb are, are pretty much pointless. So if you're not doing the DIY money steps as a renter and figuring out what portion of your budget you can allocate to housing, uh, then you're not really ready to take on very long-term debt that you can't really get out of quickly if your financial circumstances change. So uh, do the tracking, set up the budget, figure out how much uh, you really want to spend. And when you do figure that out, don't forget um, and I, I don't know how much you know about how shopping mortgages, et cetera. You're asking the question. So we're going to throw it out there in case other people want to know too. do not forget when you're looking at a mortgage that when you're calculating your mortgage on say, you know, Google's mortgage calculator, et cetera, and you figure out what that monthly payment is, there's a lot of stuff on top of that monthly payment. So the mortgage is your loan. Odds are when you actually go buy a house, get a mortgage, et cetera, you're also then going to have what's called escrow which is just a fancy way of saying the bank putting aside money for you every single month for your property taxes, uh, for your homeowner's assurance. Uh, if you live in certain places, you might have an association. They won't escrow that. You'll have to pay that uh, more than likely. And so you have these layers on top of your mortgage payment. So uh, I always think it's funny, uh, you know, seeing social media posts, et cetera, about, um, uh, from various different realtors, which, I mean, it's their job to promote real estate. That's all fine and good. Uh, it's it's how they put uh, food on their family's table. But a lot of times we're talking about how dramatically cheaper it is, you know, having a mortgage versus renting. But as you add in various layers, those get closer and closer and closer. Not saying one is definitely better than the other. Again, rules of thumbs don't work in all situations, but it's not always just a negative, non-adultish thing to do to rent for some time period until you figure out where you want to live and you can commit to that for a while. I I really, um, the more I just heard you talking and the more, uh, you know, I know we're going to do a series or we're preparing to do a series more about your home buying experience and so forth. But I, I just, I really think, and, I, and I'm going to just at the risk of alienating the broad-based audience and not, again, just hitting upon the specific question. Savan, just shelf that idea. I, I mean, just shelf it completely. Upon graduating high school and ultimately getting married, I, I think the key for you is, you know, what, what's the next step in education? Are, are you going to a trade school? Are you going to college? Uh, are you, what are you doing with your life? Uh, and I can't stress enough that that's probably more important right now in those steps to then determine how those are going to play out financially than buying a piece of real estate. It, it, despite what the popular idea of you know mortgages and and real estate going up forever and so on and so forth, I, I am I'm just not in that camp. I think you and your at your age. You need to remain flexible. You need to be able to move if there's a better opportunity in another area. You need to be able to remain liquid. You need to be able to uh, remain financially secure. Now, that doesn't mean working on your credit. How do you do that? Credit is is a, a, a function of a variety of things. First of all, know what your credit score is. You can contact credit agencies directly, Experian. But you can go to freecreditreport.com, I think, is the 
the aggregated there's there's one there's a website you can go to i believe it's freecreditreport.com which is the one that you can go to and basically aggregates all those yeah so you just want to you you want to have an idea of what it is but but credit is a function of you know obviously if you have things that are delinquent delinquent outstanding etc you want to take care of those that that's that's a that's a bottom that's a bottom line you know uh thing but ultimately it it is a function of of what amount you're using versus the credit that is outstanding. So there's a couple of things you can do there. And again, I caution a lot of people in this when I have people ask me about this and it's, it's almost like, you know, well, are, are you okay going down this route? We did an episode not long ago about, about the mileage game and the points game. And my belief on that is it's a fine, it's a fine game to play, but if you're susceptible to using and and abusing credit, you can't handle having a credit card open, not paying it off, being disciplined, then forget the points game. The points game is designed for you and not in a good way. They're trying to convince you to take these number of points so that you can get this credit so that you will ultimately be paying interest. I Trust me when I say Visa, Mer- Ma- MasterCard, American Express, they're not in the business of handing out free money. That's just not their business model. And so they're in the business of, of enticing you with these points to try to get you to build up credit so that you can then pay interest. So that, that is their mathematical equation. So if you are not able to handle that, don't do it at all. I had folks I was counseling, why do you have this credit card debt? You have more than enough money. Well, we pay everything on credit. Then we pay it off at the end of the month. Well, they don't. They don't pay it off at the end of the month. So don't do that because clearly one month after another month after another month, well, let's leave this on there. Let's leave this on there. So credit score is a function of, yes, keeping payments consistent, being on time, et cetera, not having any marks, delinquencies, et cetera. But it's also a function of available versus used. So one way to immediately start to improve your credit is to open more credit lines. And I know this sounds counterintuitive, but it is. It is a function. Now, there's a contrarian uh, adverse, not a contrarian, there's an adverse repercussion of this because if you start going through the process of opening all of these credit lines, then they're going to be checking your credit. And every time somebody checks your credit, it dings your credit score by like 10 or 20 points. So you have to be very careful. Now, that doesn't last long. It takes like 30 or 60 days or something like that for that to come up. Uh, again, after somebody checks it. But the easiest way is, let's say you have two or three cards open, just call up those companies. Assuming you're not delinquent, assuming you haven't been delayed, call up those companies and say, hey, I'd like to increase my credit limit. I'd like to take it from 3000 to 5000 or 5000 to 10000 or whatever. You'd be surprised how quickly they'll increase that credit limit. And what you've done is you haven't added any new debt, but you've expanded your available credit, which ultimately increases your equation, and then ultimately raises your score. But I want to caution you. That is a dangerous game. That's a very dangerous game to play. So if you're just in this camp, Savon, and you're going, well, I want to set these things up for the long term. These are some some things you can do, some variables. But again, just graduating high school, you know, focus on the marriage. How are you saving and buying the ring? Where are you going on your honeymoon? How are you paying for the wedding? You know, forget, uh, is your car paid off? Do you have, you know, all of these things are way before buying a house. That's all I got. But you uh, got a $25 gift card because we're going to send it to you. There you go. So there's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, it's important to understand what a mortgage is, how to start preparing to buy for buy a house now. But uh, I wouldn't put a huge, huge timeline on it. 
Um, it's not uh, it, it's not a major piece of your investment, uh, financial planning portfolio, et cetera, buying a house versus renting. Um, now, in the dramatic long run, it, it probably is going to pay off much better to own your host house because eventually then you pay it off or, uh, you know, because of inflation, you have a steady payment versus rent, which rises. But in today's world, which is more transient, um, is just faster moving than previous generations had been, buying a house is not just the automatic right move for everybody. And you'd be surprised how slow society has been uh, outside of you know major metropolitan areas. Uh, you'd be surprised at how slow society has been to realize and adopt that. So uh, as Quint alluded to, uh, me and my family, uh, my wife and two kids, we are currently renting right now. And when people find that out, we still get very funny looks. And I don't know if that's because being a financial planner, they're curious why we're renting or just the fact that we're adults uh, in our 30s and we're renting a place versus owning a place after having owned one. Uh, but it's the right move for us right now. And uh, honestly, I really don't care about what anybody thinks. We ran the numbers. Uh, we made the decision. And for us right now, it's absolutely the right move. So there it is. There it is. All right. Great question. Hopefully we didn't go too roundabout in our answer. Savon, thank you. We will be sending that $25 e-gift card. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do it for a very long time. Make it a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card.